2: What's up? What's going on? It's another episode of the DX Daily Podcast. In fact, it's a special episode. As you know, this podcast is brought to you by Hip Hop DX, and it's the place where we keep you up to date on everything that goes down in hip hop music culture. I am one of your hosts, Asia Sky, and I'm your other host, A Dub, and we got a special guest today. Back to back guest for us. This is this is mm-hmm. crazy right now. I always feel like it's a special occasion when we have a special guest. And our guest today is an artist, a producer, a songwriter, a model. We got the multi-talented Yay Ali on the podcast.
1: I got Thank you. Thank you. Thank you
2: no problem, man. How are you feeling, first of all?
1: I'm great. I can't complain. I'm great.
2: Okay, so I want to put the people on onto you that may not know yet. I want to I want to put some people on right now if they are not hip to Ye Ali. He has worked with some of your favorite artists. He makes his own great music. Can you just get into some of your favorite projects that you've been a part of? Some of the hits that you've helped create cuz the resume is thick.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, for sure. I'm going to start with me. Uh my song Right Time. That's like one of my my big ones. Um uh, What to do with K-Camp? For other artists, we got uh, Already Best Friends, Jack Harlow. Breeze. Uh,
2: <laughs> We're not yeah. just going to breeze past that one. We got to throw the applause on that one. Jack Harlow, Chris Brown, Already Best Friends. One of the biggest hits of like, was that last year? Pandemic time is crazy. Was yeah, that last it was like, year? It like 20,
1: it, the album dropped 2019, and then a single and video came like 2021. No, 2020. And then 21 kind of like pushed it. okay got
2: you yeah no like you worked with everybody Chris Jack Harlow Roddy Ridge Joyner Lucas you had songs with Kehlani way back I remember like all of that so you know Ye Ali is a great person for us to have on the podcast today and one of the big stories actually is that Chris Brown and Lil Baby just announced that they're going on tour together and you know obviously Chris is one of the artists that you've worked with so far how did you feel about that news when you heard that?
1: Oh, it's perfect, man! It's a lot of a lot of good energy. Little baby's going crazy. is a legend, so it's just they already seem like they have good synergy. So I'm gonna, I'm excited to see what they bring on tour, for real.
0: Yeah, and I see you keep like you was posting the concert, you posting the tour, and you're kind of, to me. It's alluding that you may have something to do with the tour. Is it just because like maybe the music on the album you're a part of, or are you gonna be performing on the tour? Like what, what's more to up
1: do with it? more more to do with the album.
0: okay good because you know we got to
2: get some inside (laughs) scoop on that because you know we know you have that um that working relationship with Chris is there anything you can tell us about your involvement on the album are we getting one track two tracks uh is production is it writing what is it
1: it's 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 production I did uh yeah it's production for sure for sure um yeah, that's that's all I that's all I know right now. <laughs>
2: okay, that's that's a, that's a good amount of, of juice. So we got some Ye Ali production on the album, possibly. Now, as far as the tour, like I know there's there's got to be some openers. We know Chris and Baby are headlining. I saw a Lady London post last night. I thought it was interesting. She tweeted out, "I'm one of them ones." And I said, hmm, that's convenient timing to be to be posting that I'm One of Them Ones right after they announced the One of Them Ones tour. And then I thought about it. I said, we're going to have Ye Ali on the podcast. Maybe we can ask him if he knows about who's opening.
1: Oh, well, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good question. I actually don't know. I feel like it's going to be a surprise for everybody. I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, well, all right. We, we, we got all the the Chris information we, we're going to get out of him. Um, let's, <laughs> let's get into this new future album, because this is something else that had everybody talking. Uh, he Thank just you. put out the al- album artwork for it. It's called cool. I Never Liked You. First of all, future is the ultimate troll. Let's just (laughs) let's start with that. Calling an album. (laughs) I never liked you is like top three pettiest things I've ever heard. So (laughs) that's one. (laughs) But then the album cover art. Did you guys see that?
1: Amazing.
2: Yeah, (laughs) I love it. He just took the photo from the GQ shoot that just had everybody talking where they called him the best rapper alive. And he's using that as his album photo.
0: What are we expecting from this future album, guys? I've been saying toxic this whole time. Like, and this is the, the title, I Never Liked You, like, that gives me what it's gonna be. So I'm thinking all toxic 2022. What do you think, gay?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like he might be leading us on and tricking us. I feel like he might give us some, like, heartbreak future. Like, mm. he might, he might you, give us some heartbreak future.
2: You think throwaway part two future is coming back?
1: Never know. Like, he <laughs> might give us that, 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 that. you know, I, I like when future goes that route too. those Mm -hmm. those songs so hopefully we get some turns ups i I, I like future at his best you know but i hope we get some definitely like some r&b vibes or some sad shit i like when he gets in his like emo back too so yeah
2: Yeah. no that's dope the the we be turning up to future's pain and it it, the songs (laughs) be so sad but they still be a bop like i love that that type of future for sure well that drops this friday april 29th so we are going to get our answer as to what vibe what future vibe we're getting on this album now let's talk about your project because you just dropped the deluxe version of Dangerous. It's out now. Give us a synopsis of what Dangerous is about.
1: The first one was I didn't have any features on it, so it was more just about me, kind of where I was at that moment. I wasn't living in Atlanta, so I was just going. You know, my experiences were like different. I had, you know, it was good stuff, bad stuff, but for the most part, we were able to take those snapshots and turn them into something tangible with a, with, with Troy. And so it was good to do it because I never really did a project like that to where we just had a few of the homies through for like a week, two weeks straight. And we just did the whole project top to bottom. We didn't wait and stretch it out and wait months. We just finished everything in like a two week span and everybody flushed the ideas out and we carved the, the hooks and the bridges and everything. So it was really fun just to have everybody there to work on my stuff. That was like the first time it was just about me as an artist. So I appreciated that feeling. So it was more about a personal way of making the music I didn't I, I never really made music with people in the room mostly just me so this time was more collaborative I'm taking ideas from the homies, and I like it we go with it so it was fun it was less less a lot less work and I think the the harder part was like the delivery and like making sure I said it right it was it was a different process and it was fun and so probably gonna do similar projects like that or at least working in the background on a project like that. So it was it was really fun.
2: Definitely sounds like a transformative process for you, would you say, if it was really your first time kind of working in that manner?
1: Yeah, definitely, that's a good way to describe it, definitely transformative. First time I got to be the artist and just the artist, I didn't have to do too much other stuff on it. Yeah, so I liked it.
0: So why the uh, album title as Dangerous? What was the meaning behind that of
1: anything? Cause I did a song called Dangerous. That was the first song I did off the project and we just, I always wanted to name a project the name of a single so that was the only Mm. reason i just like dangerous single and it went crazy so we just named the whole project that it was really no no other no other reason
0: (laughs) no deep meaning it's just the song fit let's call it the title that's it so yeah
1: because i felt like the song was a good lead-in to like what i'm gonna talk about for the projects i thought it was a good tone setter so Mm. i thought just why not call it that just dangerous
2: And I think that was a great decision, too, because you think of the concept like somebody being dangerous, you're dealing with a certain person may be dangerous, whether like romantically or they may be it may be someone else's girl, someone else's guy, like all of these concepts of dealing with someone and it being dangerous. I thought that was an interesting thing to play off of for the project. And I want to know, like, what is the most dangerous situation you have been in with a girl? Could you strike me as the type that might have gotten a tire slash before, maybe a window bust out or something. <laughs> what's what's been your dangerous scenario?
1: You know what's crazy? I I I never been one of those type of guys that have no stories. Like, no, nobody ever damaged my property, hit me, <laughs> never pulled up on me trying to fight my girl. Like, I don't. I, yeah. I never, I guess I'm, I don't know. I must be doing something right or wrong, however you look at it. <laughs> it's going a lot smoother than a lot of people I know. So, like, I just never been one of those type of guys that had that type of energy. So, I never got that energy back from women. So, I don't know. Okay,
2: That's very, very drama-free.
1: Yeah, we like that. No, no, no. Like, it, I got my drama, but it ain't like, yeah, it ain't, it, it's nothing like that. It's few and far between. Most of my drama was, like, in college or something. Right. What about
2: you, Adub? Any any dangerous situations you've been in? Like something happened with you and a guy, or got
0: a little dangerous. One time in high school, I was real crazy. So my boyfriend at the time, who was still living with his dad, I pulled up to his dad's house. Like he would not answer the phone. I was just banging and banging. I was like, I will never be that girl ever again. That's <laughs> the crazy thing I've ever done. I've been the pull up type for sure. So mm. pull up. Okay, okay, pull up.
2: Change, Change now. See. <laughs> I got one, but it wasn't me being crazy per se. It was him being crazy. Well, the situation that he was in being crazy. I was out with uh, one of my friends and a guy I was talking to one time and (laughs) we were at a club, but there was a patio on the side of it. So we were on the patio. Uh, My friend is standing up. She's standing. I'm sitting on the guy's lap and we hear some shots ring out. We're like, "Oh, that's crazy! They shooting what? Oh my goodness!" Um, but it's it's off in the distance. Then the shots get closer, and the guy is the intended target of the shootout. Oh. <laughs> so oh. I am literally on the lap of the person that is being shot at. When I tell mm-hmm. you, me and my friend took off. Rap. It's a rat.
1: No, so no, no second
2: date. <laughs> yeah, like, I never went out in public with him again ever after that like that, that was it
1: and what's crazy is though, you hear she said though just in public
2: no not in public no right in public. I, I saw him a couple more times just not in public you know you was like, Ooh, uh, I, I almost lost my life <laughs> me and my friend we almost lost our life that day for real like that was uh yeah that don't date <laughs> trap guys ladies <laughs> don't, that's the don't do that that's the lesson here anyway back to yeah. ali this is what we do we get off on tangents <laughs> Let's talk about another dangerous situation that happened recently. So I don't know if you know this, but Black China is going back and forth in court with the Kardashians right now. She's suing them for a hundred million dollars. And Kylie Jenner recently had to testify. And during Kylie Jenner's testifying, she said that Tyga was slashed by Black China. Like she said Black China literally cut Tyga. Kylie said that she tried to warn her brother Rob not to mess with China. Rob still did it anyway and uh she witnessed tyga get cut during that time so so it's definitely getting dangerous over there at the in kardashian land with black china and tyga and rob kardashian and all of them yes yeah,
0: yeah. wild yeah.
2: yeah so do we think black china is actually going to win this money though she's suing them for a hundred million um for getting her show taken off the show she had with rob uh, for lost wages do we believe that black china is going to get any amount of money from the
0: kardashians I'm not thinking so. At least 100 mil, that's a lot. And I really don't know if she has a solid case right now, but
1: I don't know. What do you think? I don't really know what's going on with that. <laughs> but I will say, like, I hope everybody, you know, if it's some healing to be had, I hope they get that and everybody becomes, you know, better however it go, Yeah, because I don't really know what's going on with that situation.
0: It's messy.
2: I was trying to put the bright and and sunshiny uh, sound effect on that for that for that politically correct answer. There we go. Here we go. That's that's the yay Ali political correct answer. We love it. We love it. <laughs> uh, let's talk about somebody else that's been in the headlines lately. Uh, Pusha T, you know his album is almost dry. Dropped. Are we feeling it's almost dry? Do we do we like the album? I'm a Pusha T fan. I love the album. But uh, how do you guys do you guys have you got a chance to hear it?
1: Yeah, I pressed play on it when I was driving. I fucked with it. I, I haven't listened to um He hadn't dropped the project in a long time. So, like, he dropped so sporadically that I always, it's always nice to sit with a nice Push T project. Um, he, I fuck with the clips. So, it's like my nature. I always just listen to anything he dropped on my list. That Jay Z song with For Real was hard. Mm-hmm. Um, It was a couple on there I fucked with. Like, I mean, it's Push T. Like, I, he just getting better and better. He don't he doesn't regress or anything. I think it's that's always nice to see that he don't he, he doesn't lose his step. I appreciate that.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. That clips reunion we got on the project, man. Love that. That was that was a treat for everybody. But Pusha T recently shared an Instagram video of Diddy listening to the album. He was listening to the song Just So You Remember. And in the album review, Diddy's Diddy's whole album review was basically magnifique. Man you that was Diddy's (laughs) album review of Pusha T's album so Pusha T just put this long caption out basically thanking Diddy for the inspiration he said anytime I've ever had a lack of inspiration I search for you when I throw my voice in the studio mimicking big and the writers and fans notice what they don't know is I was you in 2015 showing me how to turn the corner in those verses to add magic to the song You've always shared the codes with me, whether approving my albums on the outdoor home speakers at the L.A. estate, ooh, big flex, to driving the causeways on golf carts through Miami Beach, just listening to mogul talk. I say this to let you know, even though Pharrell and Kanye executive produced It's Almost Dry, it is your DNA, your fingerprints, and your spirits all over this MFR. Thank you for everything, Diddy. So that's what Pusha T said to Diddy, thanking him for that album review. That's hard. Yeah, no, I, I really thought that was dope. I love when legends get their flowers. I love when people are not afraid to say who they're influenced by or who they were inspired by throughout their career, which brings me to the question whose DNA is on your music? Like, who are you inspired by? Who are some of your musical
1: influences? Mm, that's a good question. I get, I, said, I never, I think I would say like the dream. I'm a big dream mm-hmm. fan. I'm a big fan of Men con- Condition. I like the way they arrange their music. I'm a big Sade fan. Jodeci, obviously. Static Major, player. Wow. Anybody from that, Missy. I'm a big Missy, mm-hmm. real big Missy fan. I like, I say influence, I would say Lil Wayne on some like work ethic shit because when I was a kid and I used to watch those documentaries or YouTube videos of him working and he'd do so many songs so when I got into it that was like who I based how to work off of like was Lil Wayne like okay going here I can write shit afterwards I'm just get all the ideas out melodies figure it out later and you know so that process I say Lil Wayne yeah I say Lil Wayne is like one of the like the, the the I say that because that's like the only thing musically you can probably compare anything. I don't know, but I would say definitely just work ethic wise, Lil Wayne for sure. Yeah, anything else is like probably any other artist that ever did anything good. And heard <laughs> it, probably took something from it,
2: right? You know, I asked that because like one of your most popular projects is Trap House Jodeci, obviously. So I'm I'm wondering like favorite. Yeah male r&b groups that might have you know had that stamp on on it because it, it puts me your music kind of puts me in the mind of that sometimes just like that 90s straight r&b vibe music it just puts me in the mind of that so i thought maybe that that would be those groups would have been a bigger uh, a big inspiration for you but if it's wayne I mean, it's I, wayne
1: <laughs> i mean i like all of that and it's some artists i can't mention you feel me you know what I'm saying? Oh, so yeah, like, yeah,
2: yeah. He who who shall remain nameless. Yeah,
1: like, yeah, so.
2: That's funny. Uh, Stilo Brim, who we just had on the podcast, named him as well. I mean, I think everybody was inspired by him. It, I feel like it's all right. Like, it's not like you knew when you were being inspired yeah, what, yeah. what he had going on.
1: Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? I don't, that's not the energy I want to, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely the people from that era, for sure. Honestly, I listened to a lot of R&B from that era, but there's no, it's no artist that, that you would know. Not to say you your music acumen, but nobody knows. It's like, I had OGs who gave me music from people that didn't blow up, that was regional in that time, and when it was in school, and like those people made similar music to like the Jodeci's or the so-and-so's. So musically, I'm kind of more inspired by these guys that didn't make it because their music was still hitting. Without context, you would think it was a group that was signed or something like that. So I have a crazy library of music from, hundreds of artists from 80s back, 90s and shit like that. So a lot of those guys, and I can't name them because I can't give away my sauce.
2: (laughs) Okay, we got the secret
1: sauce. (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely, you know, I I like a lot of rock. Rock was probably like my first introduction to music I chose for myself. Like, when I was able to go select something, I enjoy like punk rock. And I just like, because video games introduced it, like Madden their soundtrack would be a bunch of rock shit, Sum 41, Good Charlotte, all that stuff. And so that made me like it a lot. It was like video games made me have all type of taste in music.
2: Let's talk about some of these uh, some of these brand partnerships now, too, because like we said earlier, like you are multi-talented. You have so much going on. Um, I've seen you work with brands like Puma, Urban Outfitters. How do these partnerships come about? How are you able to facilitate uh, these relationships with these
1: huge brands like this? That comes from Instagram. So it started from people reaching out to me on Instagram, and it just... I think that's the only way I could trace it back. Was the origin was Instagram? Somebody sent me some message. It's in the, the file where you look and it's like requests. And somewhere in the request from some account that looks fake. <laughs> I happen to I happen to read it, respond, give them an email to send it sit to, just give them a, a alternate email just in case it's some spam. I open it up, it's an offer, it's a, this, you know. So a lot of it is just me being attentive to my social media messages, following up. I listen to everything people send me even if I never respond and I only respond if I'm moved or by what you're doing whether it's not music or whatever if I feel like I would enjoy it I'll I'll respond or um yeah so I don't even really know how it happened other than they I don't know how they found me or what it's it's just my Instagram you know Mm -hmm. I think that that obviously helped and then after that I was able to build a relationship to where, you know, with Puma, I did influencer stuff at home. I would schedule the shoots and um, they pay me. And recently they flew me to New York and I actually did the actual like in-store shoot for like advertisements. And that was a different, you know, it was obviously way different pay, but um, yeah, it was just, you know, but I had built that rapport and had shown, you know, put more, you know, at least tried on my end to make sure I make their brand look good when I wore it or when I, you know, did some type of uh, content for it. So anytime I meet somebody, I provide value, whether, I don't know, you could be any type of person. If you meet me and I fuck with you, I figure out a way to enhance what you're doing, no matter what you're doing. So that's just how I approach everything. And then it goes from there.
0: We're big on manifestation on this podcast. We talk about it a lot. So what is a brand or partnership that you would love to work with that maybe haven't got to yet, but you would love to be a part of. Put it in the atmosphere. Like uh
1: I like Telfair. Mm.
0: Nice. Okay.
1: I like Uggs. I like um Jordan brand. I would, mm-hmm. like so if I could do something with the retros or anything really. Uh and then I'm not gonna name them because, you know, but like high fashion brands, like that's so my goal is really that's where a lot of people don't know like yeah, there's a lot of shit in the works. And it's just like, this is just like, I can show this part and this other shit I'm working on is like bigger than an Instagram post. But I got to show, I don't have to do anything. But like, for me, it's cool to at least give people a feeling of like they're on the journey with me when I started taking pictures and modeling or whatever you want to say I started. So it's just another thing that I put my mind to. And I know there's value in my brand with modeling. So it just makes sense to align myself with people who value my time and they show me they value it so i'm gonna show you i value yours back
0: so basically if we see you on paris milan fashion week walking don't be surprised because it's probably yeah. coming
1: i did some shit in new york like it's yeah it's just the pigs ain't uh, yeah this is something somewhere i know i got paid <laughs> <laughs> you know so like yeah, it's, yes yeah, it's, it's definitely don't be surprised when you you know you see me in Vogue and GQ and shit like that. Just- hey, okay, all
2: right. Are we gonna are we are we you gonna pull a future and use the GQ pick for the for the album photo next?
1: I might do a collab with Vogue or GQ and name the album that I might call the album GQ or call it Fire album Vogue. Fire. Who knows? I got all type of ideas. When they when they, when they talk to me, they'll will figure something out. That's a
2: DX Daily exclusive right there. Right. We got a workshop going on right now. Uh, No, I love it, man. The the brand involvement, the modeling, and just showing how much more you can do other than just being an artist. Of course, you can be an artist. Of course, you can have that love for music, but you dabble in so many different fields. So it's just, it's inspirational to watch that. And I think it shows other artists how far they can really take it.
1: Mm -hmm. I appreciate you for that. Thank you.
2: Okay, well, I feel like there's one more way that we can get to know Yay Ali. Like, I feel like you can tell so much about a person, an artist, anybody about the type of music that they're into. So you've given us like some of the artists already, and you didn't name some of them, but we got a, a couple of quick questions. So name an album that you are obsessed with right now. It got to be new. It can be from whenever.
1: Two albums right now I'm like listening to a lot. Three is like when I get in the car, I go to the gym. I like Yeet's new album. Mm. Um, he dropped it like a deluxe version, like. I love that shit in the gym. That shit is getting me to where I need to go. (laughs) Uh, I really been stuck on Common's B album. So I've been vibing with that. I forgot how hard that was. And uh, I really like Courtney Ray album too.
2: Hey. Okay. I like that. I like those selections. Very, very broad selection. You got three different vibes right there. What about you, A-Dub? What what, what album or or albums are you obsessed with right now? I'm still
0: on Summer Walker's Over It, the first one. Mm Mm-hmm um i still do that one um let's see i'm like um a donnell jones fan so like i'm trying to think of what i tell alexa to play so it'd be like summer walker donnell jones where i want to be has no skips no skips
2: yeah period freaking skips oh my goodness yeah no those are some
0: some good choices right there they're my top two and make a trey songs um his last album's pretty good too and troy taylor worked with him on that one too so Mm -hmm. those are my three what about okay, you, Adrian? Asia. For me,
2: every time, man, like daily listen for me is that Kalani album. It was good until it wasn't. Like every single song, I, I jokingly call it the Taurus album, the most Taurus album ever created, because I just feel like every song on there is the mood of a Taurus. I, I love that album. Like daily listen for me, I'm at least listening to two to three songs off that album per day. Like that's that's still my obsession. Still obsessed with (laughs) Victoria Monet Jaguar Like I don't know man I'll be be on my Taurus tunes (laughs) Got to (laughs) I love it Yay Anything else that you Have coming up That you you want people To know about Any projects you have Coming up Let people know Where they can get The Dangerous Deluxe Let us know everything You got going right now
1: Yes ma'am Dangerous Deluxe Is out now Everywhere Apple Title Spotify (laughs) SoundCloud All that Um, The next project is Private Suite 4? We on 4? Yeah. Private Suite 4. It's crazy. I remember the first one. But yeah, so Private Suite 4 is next. And then, yeah, we got some other stuff in the works. But, you know, yeah. So that's what I know for sure, for sure. The Breezy album, whenever that dropped. Yeah, that's all I got for now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, what are your socials? Where can everybody find you on social uh, media?
1: Uh, Yay Ali, uh, it's Y E underscore Ali. That's the same on everything.
2: All right, make sure you follow us as well. I am at Asia Sky on everything. That's A S H I A. Asia S K Y E Sky,
0: and I'm at Everything at A Dub. That's A Y E E E D U B D.
2: Yay Ali, the multi talented. Yay Ali, thank you for joining us today. We appreciate your Ali. time, and this is another episode of DX Daily <laughs> round of applause Thanks. great <laughs> episode